1: Venerable Tom Dorian Hello. is here, and Ziggy Rodriguez is that, here. That's me. Yes, and we are uh, we are well. We're in Advent. Yes,
0: yes we are. We are.
1: Uh, we are. We are preparing to receive the Lord. We're adventing. Adventing, uh, and we are going to have an adventure uh, into discovering some more beautiful things that we uh, can think about. Yes, as we prepare uh, in this holy season, and so. Uh, we've done. A, if you've paid attention, actually, if you've listened to us, if you haven't listened to us, then you're probably not listening now. So I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if if you uh, if you've paid attention the last couple of weeks, we've talked about um, you know inviting the Lord in uh, about preparing uh, ourselves for Advent. We've talked about also we did a little show on the universal destination of goods, uh, and we talk a little bit about materialism and things like that. And so we want to kind of continue down this sort of theme of preparing. I guess is the best way to say it, Sam. And and we're um, you know how we prepare. We instantly in this season, the season of Advent, when 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 someone says prepare, there's two things that probably come to mind with most people. You've got your sort of Catholic hat on, and you go like the Father was talking about you know we need to go to confession and it's a penitential season, and we need to get ready to receive Jesus enjoy at christmas and then the other kind of preparing is a very uh i don't want to say materialistic but it's very material it's very uh, physical it's it's cleaning the house it's um buying food buying gifts uh things like that so it's these physical things that we can do which i think that's where most people are well they they can be and then but then the typical spiritual yeah i think so tom i agree with you um at least me, it, yeah. you cannot escape that sort of physical part of the preparing. And at the same time, I think sometimes we can just sort of heap meaningless w- phrases and words upon the concept of spiritually preparing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times we don't uh, we don't dig deep into the recesses of our hearts to prepare yeah. <clears throat> to receive the Lord. And I think, so today we're going to talk about something that may be a little more difficult for some when we're talking about preparing. And that is uh, really searching deeply into our hearts and maybe uh, inviting the Lord into places where we haven't. Yeah. Uh, And there's this concept we want to talk about about unforgiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's that's a hard one to that's a hard one to kind of grapple with.
0: Well, I think most of us have struggled with it or actively struggle with it,
1: and sometimes or don't even know that we're struggling with <laughs> right, it.
0: Right? Yeah. Sometimes we turn a blind eye to it. We, we just sort of say, ah, forget that guy, and uh, we we move we cl- say that we move on. But but really, there's this place. You know, we, using the, the metaphor that we've talked about, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago in terms of preparing your house for Jesus, there might be certain rooms where it's like. Oh, I'm not welcoming our Lord in that room. I don't go in that room.
1: Yeah. You know, like, right. no, that's and an And that room ugly, is where I've locked, room. I've locked away everyone that I don't like. Yes. Right? All the people that I've said, well, the Lord said I have to love them, but I don't have to like them. Right. right? And it's like the, these, the, and again, I've used that phrase. Mm-hmm. And I have people in my own life that I struggle to forgive. Yeah. Um, and I, this is not something that when we are not pointing at everyone out in the audience, right, <laughs> right, and saying this is all about you. It's about I think all of us. And this, yeah, this concept of having you know J- that Jesus has this image he, or, or that he presents to us about you know the Lord's house has many rooms, right. Our hearts have many rooms, yes. And some of these rooms are the. The, the entryway, the entry hall that we that we've we 've taken lots of time to decorate and furnish where all of our guests come in, we are very comfortable with what it looks like and what it what, how it presents itself to others and we say come into my my this gathering space, and everyone be here and, and all the hors d'oeuvres are laid out, and we welcome people into this room, yeah, right, but we all know that when we invite people over. This is especially true for Tom's house, I'm sure. But you invite people over, and it's like, there's some certain places where, uh, honey, go ahead and close that door. And let's <laughs> right. hope nobody thinks that's a bathroom and walks in accidentally and sees, uh, you know, all the Halloween decorations that we just shoved into that room or all the, the, the boxes that are still uh, you know all the stuff from the last move seventeen years ago that are still there in that room, making that extra bedroom a storeroom and not an extra bedroom and no one could even go into it mm-hmm. right and these these are things that we 've just Put away, packed away, and we hide from others. And I know this. We're, we're getting very metaphorical well, no, here. <laughs> I, and
0: I'm going to actually, I'm going to kick it up a notch with the metaphor thing, just because we're going to get weird with it. So, all right, like, let's do yeah. it. So, one of the things I want to make clear to people is there's a difference between saying there's this room that you've locked away that you haven't let our Lord into, versus saying like, all right, there's this room where I'm keeping this guy, you know, locked up deep in my heart, and I, you know, he did this unthinkable, terrible thing to me. And uh, I, I can never forgive him. What we're not saying here at the Catholic Cafe is that you need to invite that guy out of your room and, like, throw a party with him for Christmas. That's not what we're saying. Because guess what? We're human beings, uh, first of all, and that's, that is, uh, you know, okay. The way I would say is we need to make, there's a line between forgiveness and reconciliation. Okay? Forgiveness is, uh, I think we need to define what that is. Reconciliation, though, that has to do more with the relationship that you have afterwards with that person.
1: 100%. And and, and, yeah. and
0: sometimes reconciliation is appropriate and called for, and God's going to guide you down that road. But that is not the default presumption.
1: Well, I will say this. I, I agree with that. I do agree. I love the fact that we're defining these terms, yeah. mainly because forgiveness is one thing. Forgiveness, but forgiveness has to precede reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's number one. And I, and I think that's important. But also, let's not talk about reconciliation yet. In other words, I would yeah, encourage exactly. someone not to focus on that because the the goal is not necessarily reconciliation, as you point out rightly. The goal is first to forgive and then to live in the Lord and to follow in the path that he sets, which we have to believe in Christmas miracles, right? We yeah. have to believe that there is a possibility for reconciliation. Sure. Right? So if we exclude the possibility of reconciliation, it may be that we're not actually forgiving. Yeah. I, I, with this, right? If we start by saying, yeah. like, there is no way I will ever, 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 ever reconcile with that person. This is not going to happen. Right. And I refuse to do it. Well. This is the you know the the biblical phrase hardness of heart sure. comes to mind here, and that's what we just have to trust God, and we have to be vulnerable in that way because um, when we're not, then our heart is hardened.
0: But but if that's where you are, but there there you can still first let's let's deal with the forgiveness business, and then let's let's entrust that long process of healing and reconciliation to the Lord. So right? so
1: how do you forgive if you if you like? At in your core, at your in, in your gut. Like yeah. y- you don't want to ever reconcile. In other words, you're going right. like I'm not doing that. Right. You
0: know? So so first thing to say is like when you're forgiving somebody, it's not the same as saying like I approve of what this person has done to me or I condone it. That's not that's not so the the, the language of forgiveness in the Bible, it's not a coincidence that you have the same language as, as the language of debt language. Right Um, Right. now, it seems kind of weird to us, and it kind of seems a little like, oh, that's a strange coincidence, you know. You have debt forgiveness at the bank, and then you forgive us our debts in the Bible. What is that all about? Well, one of the things we had to kind of keep in mind is, like, before you went to the bank, it used to be that there there weren't banks; you would borrow from friends and family, right? And like, I, I heard somebody say that like one of the worst one of the reasons why it's a problem. Uh, and the church still teaches, you know, uh, the, the church teachings are still there on the on the books related to uh, lending at interest and stuff like that. And so, the moment you make a business out of lending at interest, you no longer have it as an ordinary thing that friends and family uh, and sometimes strangers would lend money to one another. That was a way of most people would engage in, would engage in self sacrificing love. And so, for those in the ancient times, the notion of those being mixed together wouldn't have been surprising because it would be very common to say hey i need money you know and and you would you you would borrow money you'd be borrowing it without interest and sometimes you would mess it up and you wouldn't be able to pay it back and so a lot of times there was economic stuff mixed up in this we live in a day where a lot of times people aren't borrowing so much from their friends and families um and and but the the debt language is critical to understanding what forgiveness is all about. Because like what I invite our our listeners in Radio Land to think about is imagine you've got in your heart you've got this, this imagine a work desk. And at your desk you've got this big stack of papers. And we've all heard the term IOU, right? Like IOU five bucks or whatever, right? Instead of an IOU, it's a UOME. Right? In, in this case, a stack of UOMEs. Where because when we get angry with somebody, there's an unmet expectation, right? So, if um, and and so, and we don't necessarily it doesn't even have to be a valid, uh, you know, uh, expectation in the first place. If we're angry, we're angry. I deserved this. You owed me this, and you didn't give it to me. If it's on the desk. Okay, regardless of whether it's rationally there or not, we've got the stack of you owe me's. What forgiveness is about is clearing that desk, of listing off, pulling off each one, one at a time, naming it. What's this you owe me that I've got in my heart? Who's it with regard to? What did they owe me that they did not give me? And then you can ask yourself I can just sit here at this little work desk in my heart and I can stare at this thing is that going to change a thing about what actually happened no all i'm going to do is i'm just going to be stuck with this paper in my hand staring at it and i basically become a slave to that paper because i'm sitting here looking at it and being like i wish i had this i i deserved this and so what forgiveness is all about is just acknowledging that this was an unmet expectation and it's not doing you any good to clutter the space within your heart and so you're just going to say in the name of jesus I release this person from this debt and you and you're you're setting it aside. You're setting it aside. Now sometimes you do need to talk and so it's really between you and God and just and, and, and it's about just clearing this the clutter from your heart. And sometimes, yes, it does require talking to that person, but a lot of times it doesn't. Okay? And if it does I, And I
1: would yeah. I would can I suggest that it we start with it doesn't Yeah. And what I mean is don't don't burden yourself because yeah. there's a difficulty. Because I can imagine, I'm so as you're describing this desk. Sure, I realize I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> and and I realize I've got a stack. Yeah. Right, and there's a couple in that stack that I'm thinking there's just no way. Right. It's a but, stack. well, you're not in it. You're you're good. Oh, that's good. Thank but, you. But the point is, um, I can also see myself, and maybe other folks picking up that piece of paper, right, and saying, um, "I I release this jerk." from that <laughs> debt. Right? So that I just I can't even get over myself. Yeah. And that part so forgiveness would be like genuine forgiveness would be the releasing of a debt, of a you owe me as you described right. it. But not like like saying about this jerk. In other words not continuing in that um uh, I don't know that we'll just say that cesspool that that I'm swimming in.
0: I've had, you know, I've had a couple of instances where there was like a person where I thought, man, this person might be a narcissist or have some serious mental issues or wounds. And Honestly, I incorporated that into that. Like, you know, Lord, I don't know if this person is, you know, a clinical case and might be a narcissist or has some deep set wounds or, or mental issues. But, uh, you know, at at the end of the day, I'm going to just release this person uh, from how they treated me you right. know what I mean and I
1: guess what I'm saying is yeah. I, I want to make sure that like what I want to try to do is not sit in judgment on that person right because essentially that's even though you might be tearing up that you owe me right right you may be tearing it up you're still enslaved to it
0: no that's true yeah right. Yeah. so
1: you've so that letting go and, and is is maybe first saying okay I, I don't want to try to figure them out 100%. Yep. I don't understand. Just be vulnerable to the Lord and say, I don't understand all this. Maybe they're hurt and I don't recognize that. And maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe I'm the one that created or I'm just as guilty in in with my own petty faults and my own uh, whatever idiosyncrasies, whatever it is. Maybe I'm the one that's clinical and don't realize it because I guarantee they're not saying about themselves, I'm clinical. So right?
0: it's, it's interesting you say this, like, uh, I think we've talked about this before. St. John of the Cross says, memory is the enemy of hope.
1: Yeah. And it, you're
0: right, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, and <laughs> because a lot of times at any given time, we're either a little bit too harsh or too, uh, you know, charitable towards ourselves or towards others when we recall things. And so what we're kind of doing is we're locking the settings in. Uh, in any given moment As as memories compound so Of
1: course Lord You know this person's an idiot Of course Lord You know this person's is <laughs> certifiable Of course Lord You know all things Because you're yeah. you, you are omnipotent And omniscient And you, you are everywhere And you know all these things uh, Just you know This guy's a jerk We all know he's a jerk But you know what <laughs> He's a pathetic loser And, and you uh, love and him Lord, And you love him Lord <laughs> and help help me to at least you know avoid him at all times this is not genuine forgiveness right right and and that's why i want to i want to point that out because i tend i would tend to go in that direction and, yeah. I, and it's and so this forgiveness thing we're talking about is not necessarily easy right it is not like where i just sit down at the desk and start tearing up pieces of paper and i feel like man i feel so much i feel unburdened i know i'm i'm no longer enslaved to all these pieces of paper right cuz if you if you tear it up with those if you tear these things in half with 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 that thought process yes. of not genuinely releasing them then then what is happening is you end up doubling the debt right, right? you can have two pieces of paper for each person
0: well sometimes <laughs> when we're in a place that where we're feeling powerless where a lot of times that happens when we're feeling wounded a way that we sort of retake control is to try to define things and try to define the other person and exp- have an explanation yeah. and have a narrative and then and if it's very painful Moment, then sometimes it, that narrative kind of gets deeply intertwined with us, and so sometimes, yeah, it is important to just be like, "Lord, I don't, I'm, I don't need to necessarily have a narrative that explains everything. I'm okay uh, that I don't have all the answers. I just know that I recognize that there's this unmet expectation from this person, and I release this person in the name of Jesus, uh, and and just letting and, and yeah, it can be very uncomfortable to not be able to because. Uh, To walk yourself through a story of forgiveness, Can I add something? Yeah.
1: The only other thing I would throw in there is pray for them. That too, I know that that sounds like I'm some goody two-shoes, because I'm not. I'm just like you, Deej. I've got a stack, you know, way too big. Yeah. Um, But specifically, pray a rosary Mm -hmm. for that person, and you will be amazed what happens to your heart. Oh, sure. It it will will actually amaze you. Because I think we're looking for peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I know uh, I've had a couple of people after we did a show where I was talking about having a difficult interaction with a particular priest and and being really wounded by that and really hurt by that. Um, you know, it, at, with with people are like, well, who is that? <laughs> you know, they want to know. And, and the thing is, it's like it's not it's not about that. But 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 amazingly, I've encountered now a co- two or three people just in the last couple of weeks who are struggling with the same exactly not the same person not the same situation but they're struggling in a profound way um, and it's like I, and I described another thing in my life where um, you know I, I got sideways that's my nice way of saying that we hated each other right I got sideways with someone where I don't think that I did something wrong I really still don't I think you know but but what I did when I was talking to another person who's having a problem with somebody else, and they'd come to me for some kind of, like, I guess just a little discussion, counseling, something. And, uh, and I said, Look, let me tell you what I did. I went to this person who I've been, um, you know, at odds with. And I just went and said, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And they kind of bowed up looking at me like, Yeah, yeah, you know. It had been I mean, I'm talking about something that's happened four or five years ago. Uh, but this encounter was just a couple of months ago. And I said, Hey, for, for whatever part I played in that, Um, in that whole event, can I just apologize to you? And rather than re-litigate and discuss all the details and all the stuff that happened and who's right and who's wrong, can I just say, I don't want it to be like this. I don't want it to be awkward. I don't want it to be avoiding each other. And I'd much rather be able to celebrate your new grandchild. I'd much rather be able to talk to you about you know other things and not worry. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be like best buds and we're going to start going out and having a beer and You know, talking about lifelong friends and not, but at the same time, it was amazing to me. Sam, I mean, Sam, Tom, you were talking about praying a rosary, Mm -hmm. right? And how then all of a sudden at the end of that, I promise you, at that at that interchange where I I did that, I mean, he opened up, he softened up, he unbowed big time, and just basically kind of melted in front of me. And and he said, you know, I was—he used a bad word, but I was a real uh, jerk, jerk, (laughs) you know, too back then and and so this sort of became a sort of a mutual forgiveness but i had to and i initiated it mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that he's a weaker man because he didn't and i'm some great christian example because i did what i am saying is we need to consider things like that that we need to do the christian thing that we need to forgive as jesus forgave and if we start that effort Everything, it, it greases the skids for total reconciliation, mm-hmm. total, uh, just total recovery. And again, I did not go into that interaction with the goal of reconciling. I just went into it with, that, like, just saying, like, I, I don't want to be burdened with this uh, this hate or this anger or this being at odds, whatever you describe it, for the rest of our, our encounters together from he, now until uh, death do us part. You know, and the reality is it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It changed everything, and wow, and uh, if you could do that now you're yeah, an advent this is what, the time what an advent, what a Christmas you would have, oh yeah, talk about christmas miracles. oh wow, right and and maybe our, so um everyone 's got you know Jesus said our our Lord has house our lord's the father 's house has many rooms right, many dwelling places and many mansions or all the different things we 've talked mm-hmm. about there are many there are many possibilities there, and we have many rooms and there might be a situation where um, it's not just this one person, this one thing. Uh, it might be several. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe you'll also look in the mirror and realize, like, if I'm at odds with a whole bunch of people, <laughs> the thing that's in common there is it's me. Maybe it is me. <laughs> but the reality is don't sit and try to fix everything. Right. My, my Christmas miracle is that every single room in my house is clean and prepared to welcome the Lord. Yeah. On Christmas morning, every single thing is wiped away, and I've released, released all debts, and I've torn every page in half, and my desktop is clean. But I, I think maybe it's just let's uh, let's you know how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Let's mm-hmm. just start. Mm-hmm. Let's just start. Let's just find one that, and you'll know one. You'll know an obvious one if if you say, "Hey, do you have?" And it's like, "Yeah, oh, I got one of those." Yeah. Just find one. Yeah. Start there and. My experience with that person that, that, that for five years I've been at odds with and then to be able to um, you know, start this sort of healing process, that, it, it was sort of, uh, um, I don't know, it, it was sort of like um, I don't, it's gone viral. You know? It's just something that, that it, one thing builds. is like a domino thing and other, other obstacles start to fall mm-hmm. around me.
0: Well, yeah, and another thing that comes to mind here is if you're having trouble, if you're feeling overwhelmed because there's so many different people that uh, and relationships that need to be addressed. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> God's going to give you the opportunity to work through all of them one one piece at a time, one step at a time, right? Um, and so don't don't let yourself get overwhelmed. Pray with the Lord to ask like where to begin. But one one thing you may want to consider is we're working our way up to Christmas. If there's people like say in your family. Or you know a close relationship that you normally would see during the Christmas season, right? And it's typically been bad when you've spent when they've come over and you've spent time with them. Or maybe it's someone who in years past you would have called them, right, for to wish them a Merry Christmas. But it's kind of been a few years, you know what I mean? And and it's going to be tough to to call them during the octave to wish them that Merry Christmas because you don't really want to do that, right? Um, just. St- taking the time to sort of pray about, all right, Lord, like, um, because it, again, it, it isn't always about recon- reconciliation, but now that we're on the topic, um, there are certain relationships in our lives to where the pain and the absence is going to be felt more because you're not calling them or you're not there with them at Christmas time or when you are, it's rough. And so if you zero in on those relationships, that could be a good place for... Uh, To begin, And, you know, you can only sort of clean your side of the street. You know what I mean? And they may have some other issues as well. But as long as you can have peace with the Lord, that you did all that you could to let go and to try. um, It may not be until the following Christmas, for example, that that person uh, is really in a place to really respond uh, to the to the graces that God visited upon them through you.
1: But it's got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. That, that's and that starting is the key because if you don't, because you just said you know, but I don't really want to do this, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're talking about feelings at that point, right? Right. But at the but at but at the end of the day, that's not the uh, you know the question is not to ask yourself like, do I really want to do this? Right. The the question to ask yourself is, do I really want to? keep being enslaved by this issue? Yes. Do I want to keep this door locked and and tucked away? And do I want to, every time I walk by that door, yeah. and recognize that there's baggage right behind that door and that's locked in there, that I have the key, that I've locked it? Do I want to keep living my life that way? And the reality is, because that's what's that's what caused me to want to do with this person Yeah, uh, th- th- that I recently had this encounter with. And because I see this person on a regular basis, well, mm. I say regular, like once a week, I encounter this person. And so for once a week for literally five years, we have avoided each other. We would glance at each other from afar and that—that's the door that's locked. That's right. the, the closed door. That's the reminder in the hallway. Every time I have to go from here to there, I walk past that door, and it's like I'm just tired of it. And and so the question is not to ask like, do I really? Do I feel like going and throwing myself on a sword at this moment? Right. It's not necessarily ever going to be quote unquote fun, but I promise you, it's like a, a visit to the doctor. At the end of it, you feel better, and you don't even realize that you could that. You've forgotten how good you can feel, yeah. and and so if it's about feelings, I promise you, you know, letting the steam out of the pressure cooker yes. is really a good feeling. It's a release, uh, and and uh, and and then all of a sudden, the, Jesus can do miracles in your life. You you can be healed. You can suddenly, and you can also realize in a way. Uh, that's healthy. I think that maybe there are times that you've caused problems, mm-hmm. right? And I, I recognize that in myself, and so it just makes me think like, well, okay, so maybe that if that's a radical possibility, then I'm the jerk, you know. Forgiveness <laughs> of
0: self is a thing too. I know, and so you yeah. start to you
1: start to, and, and so all of a sudden, um, this is where this is where I think the Lord truly transforms. Yes, right. The the goal is not. Like um, this is where i, I don 't like the Protestant theology with it seems like this sort of imputed righteousness or you know you know, Martin Luther talks about dung covered by snow right right I, I, I get that I understand what they 're trying to say, and I do think that the Lord has some beautiful white snow that falls on us, and that we are at times, really just not, we're just not worthy, right? But we need to learn to forgive and be transformed. We're no longer done. We are transformable and we're beautiful. The Lord wants that for us, especially at Advent. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen.